Hello and welcome to the Special Needs Sibling Podcast, where we talk about what life is really like as a sibling to someone with special needs. I'm your host, Charlene, and today our guest is Alyssa. Hi, Charlene. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm I'm so excited. I've never done anything like this. I feel kind of like a celebrity, so thank you. My my husband, all the time, he's like, I'm married to a celebrity. I'm like, I'm not famous yet. He's like, oh, I'm married to a podcaster. I'm like, yes, that's, that's the right thing to say. <laughs> one day, though, right? One day. Yeah, one day I'm hoping, like, yeah, the more exposure, the better. Um, just Absolutely. Meeting more sibs is always good. Because, yeah, because I found you on Instagram. So that's how yes. we met. So we had never met before, and then the internet is a great thing. So, yeah, I found you on right? Instagram, and then we messaged back and forth, and here we are recording. So that's that's an exciting thing. Yeah, super. I mean, I was so excited to see your message. I feel like I've always wanted to do something like this. And it's so cool that you've created an outlet for our siblings to connect and, um, you know, talk about what it's actually like. So yeah. very cool. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm excited. And thank you for being here. Um, So if you could introduce like your family structure, kind of like where you are in your lineup, and then how many siblings you have, and then who has a disability. Cool. Um, so I am one of five siblings. Um, I am the second oldest. My older brother has autism. Um, back when he received his diagnosis, he received an Asperger's diagnosis, which now we know they don't diagnose. Um, but he is also bipolar and he also also has oppositional defiant disorder. Um, he's 30. And then um, my little brother's are 10 years younger than me and they're triplets. Um, so they're 18 um, and one of the triplets has autism. Um, so his autism is a little bit, is, is a lot different than my older brother's. He's okay. more severe. He's um, limited verbal. Um, he just moved into a group home. He's, he's great though. I mean, he's the <laughs> apple of my eye. Um, my entire heart, but he is awesome. Yeah, I was like, I was like, triplets is already one thing, and then you have all boys, yeah, and then you have one on the one yeah, that has yeah. a disability on top of that. So that's like, yeah, that's all sorts of, yeah, that's, that's so all much sorts going of on. My so my parents, it was growing up, it was just me and my my mom really kind of like running the show for all of these boys. Um, okay. My dad has Parkinson's as a result of a brain tumor that okay. he had. Yeah. So he had a brain tumor for like, I think it was like 15 years before That's anybody even. Time. Yeah. Oh, he didn't so, even know like at that time either or like. So his behavior kind of became erratic and we were like, whoa, what's going on with you? Oh, and okay. then, yeah, eventually he had, um, I don't know the term, a scan on his brain. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, he went to one of the machines that then scans. Them. One of the like, yeah, machines, I can, I can visualize yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, wow, he, he has a, um, like a brain tumor. Like, I think they said like the size of an orange on his frontal lobe. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was removed. And as a result, he has a lot of cognitive deficits. So he lives in a nursing home. So, okay. yeah. So I've kind of like my mom and I divide and conquer as far as like who takes care of who. So yeah. I take care of my dad. My mom focuses on my older brother. And then we, we kind of share the younger guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we split him. <laughs> that That's a lot of like, that's a lot of care and like 
juggling moves to cold yeah. shoulders and like all that absolutely yeah. and like it's it's interesting though because even though like his disability like if we were to like say whose is the most severe mm-hmm. like he's the easiest to take care of the older guys are the ones who are causing all kinds of chaos <laughs> so yeah i feel like that's yeah, especially if they're 18, it's kind of like, because they're growing into their own, mm-hmm. like, manhood slash semi-adults, not really, so it's like... Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's... Yeah, versus, like, your brother who's older than you, he's, like, he's just living his life and, like, hanging out, doing whatever he's doing, like... Yeah, causing a ruckus wherever he is. Yeah. Well, Cincinnati, but yeah. Yeah. So... Um, we like to keep it pretty open forum, which we've already been talking about various things, but is there any topics in particular that you want to bring up or ask about, and then we can just kind of wing it from there? Cool. Well, I know that you and I both talked about how both of our siblings don't live with us anymore, mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of a topic I'd love to talk about, because this is something that I'm just recently going through, okay. so I think it's, like, super fresh. Um, my brother just moved into a group home in November of 2022 so okay. it's super fresh um and i know that you said that your sister yeah moved like basically a little bit over a year versus your brother because my sister had moved okay. into her housing in like august of 2021 and so her housing situation is such that like um so my parents like so housing meetings is a big part of like when your sibling turns 18 or 22 or whatever whatever age per state that you're in um housing is obviously like part of the conversation of like hey is your sibling gonna live at home are they gonna live with like a like you know another relative are they gonna are you gonna hire a caretaker in your house are they gonna go to a house or go to a home so for my family we knew that my sister living with my parents in their home was not the option like we knew she was gonna live elsewhere it's just kind of where and what situation it would be um the that housing that existed already kind of in the area where my parents live wasn't super great like it mm-hmm. was okay but that we we knew that wasn't like an that wasn't the ideal situation but that would be kind of better than her just living with my parents forever right um so what happened was at one of my parents housing meetings because obviously they're going to a bunch of them i don't need to be at those which is fine because <laughs> I don't right. think I would get anything. <laughs> so they had met this couple that was trying to like start their own kind of like privatized housing situation. So what they did was they met them. And so they were like, oh, so they were interested. And so fast forward, that couple they met had created this larger group of like 10 parents all together. Okay. And what they did was they formed an LLC. And from there... They bought land. Oh, wow. On that plot of land, they split it into like two halves. So half of it is like a privatized housing thing that the LLC maintains and takes care of. And that's where all their like adult children live in like houses and stuff. Okay. The other half of the land is a nonprofit that they started. So those two organizations are are separate, but like related because obviously it's the same people. Mm -hmm. But that's the nonprofit. So it's a farm um, that is there. So the idea is that, like, that farm can provide food and everything, like, for not only, like, the residents, but, like, the community. So they right. have, like a, like, a farm stand, like, in the summer they do... That's so amazing. What's that called? CSA? Is that what it's called? I think that's what... CSA? I don't know. I'm probably getting that acronym wrong. But it's basically where, like, 
if I went to a farmer's market, I can pay them. And then, like, you know, I get, like, a monthly supply of, like, vegetables. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. Like, a there's subscription an acro- situation thing? I know what you mean. There is a there is an acronym. I am not. Yeah. So, that that's, they have that, like, in the summertime. I just, oh, I cool. don't remember what it's Yeah. So, and it helps that it's local. And so, so from there, so, yeah. So, and it provides do the, jobs. Do the residents that, oh, okay. That was my next question. Do the residents, yeah. do they work um, they have at the, the nonprofit? Option. Okay. Yeah, so, they have the option. So, not the, they, ha- so, part of the key of their LLC and, and starting it and then getting more families than the 10 was the diversity of disabilities. Uh, okay. If you have like too much of the same disability that you don't qualify for certain things, there's all these like other okay. you know, red tape things. Right, yeah. um, so I think some of them work on it. And so then some of them just kind of help on like the days they have markets and other times than they do other. Okay. So people still go to like, there are like adult day programs, other people, they have like the staff come in and they just work with them, whatever personalized like program they do, like okay. in that, in the housing community. Um, so because they started from literally like they bought a plot of land, like wow. it was probably five years. I don't even remember. I remember going to all like the events and like the fundraising at the beginning but I don't remember what year it was, but I know that it was sometime before I was married, which would have been sometime around five years ago <laughs> at that point. So that was it's int- that was an interesting struggle. And I bring that up just because it's like, it's this weird thing where we need my sister to like continue to go to her day programs and like have her care at home, but we know she's going to move and mm-hmm. kind of like what things... Like, how does that work? So it was kind of like over those five years, she was kind of stuck at home. The pandemic happened, all this other stuff. Right. I'm sure that slowed things down. Yeah. And so that process was interesting for her because where she lives now is probably an hour and a half away from where my parents live. Okay. That's got to be tough. Yeah. So one of the, the fascinating things about knowing that she was going to live there was like driving her there like once Mm. a month every other okay kind of like getting the idea that she's not going to stay at home right i think that's one of the more fortunate things is because she was not only am i far away from her which is like another story that we'll get to but like she's far from my parents which is like kind of that's a very different thing because i think your brother's like almost down the street in his yeah. housing situation, he's, right? He's 10 minutes from me. Yeah. <laughs> he's 10 minutes from... No, I think it's 11 from me and, like, 10 from my mom or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he was on a... I mean, I think it's a little different in New Jersey. Um, He was on a wait list. He's been on a wait list probably... You, you, you put your child on the list years before you're even thinking about it because you could mm-hmm. wait a significant amount of time for a placement. And it, it had come up before okay. that he had gotten a placement, but it was never somewhere nearby. Um, mm-hmm. And some of his behaviors lately have been a little bit more intense. He has like these OCD, like ritualistic behaviors where he's just like taking, it takes him like 10 minutes, like at least to like transition. So like getting on the bus, he has to like touch the door like 10 times and touch the floor. Oh, and yeah, okay. it had, yeah, it had gotten to be a little bit much for my mom. And I actually just moved out of my mom's house in August, which was really, really tough for me. It was something that 
you know, I'd wanted to do as like an adult, like I, I need to move out. I need to move on from my mom's <laughs> yeah. house. Like it's time. But l- honestly, it, it was leaving him really, truly. That was the hardest thing for me. Cause especially during the pandemic, like I stopped working for a little while to homeschool him. Okay. So we had really just started to function as like one unit. So moving out in general for me was super hard. And then not like, you know, a couple months after I move out, my mom comes over to my apartment one morning and she's like, a group home came up that's 10 minutes from us. This opportunity will not come up again. Yeah. And if so, it could be years. And she's like, I, you know, my mom for him is an, is an older mom because, you know, she had me and my older brother who are 10 years older than yes. these boys. She was done. The triplets were a surprise, yeah. by the way. A nice natural surprise. Um yeah. <laughs> he's always like, was your mom taking fertility? I'm like, nope, like, she wasn't even supposed to have one. Um, but yeah, so she was done. So she was like, you know, it's just me. Like I you're, you know, the other two triplets are getting ready to go to college soon. She's like, I just don't know how much longer I can do this. So yeah. She's like, I found a home for him and I honestly didn't get out of bed that entire day. I was, I was a wreck. Like I I couldn't even like function at work that week. I couldn't like, I don't know why. Cause I, this was, this was such a blow to me. And I, and I feel like you hear stories about like things that happen in group homes and side note, Mm -hmm. his experience in a group home has been fantastic. So everything that I was worried about wrong. It's like not, yeah. (laughs) Right. So I don't want, you know, if anyone's listening to this that is affiliated (laughs) with mass group home, I love you. But, um, (laughs) Yeah, I was, I was heartbroken and just like terrified because it was something that my mom and I had talked about, but it was kind of like, oh, like one day, like maybe. And in my head, in my unrealistic brain, I was like, Mm -hmm. he's going to live with me. I'm going to get my life together really fast and I'm going to have this beautiful house and I'm going to have, you know, the Matthew wing and like, it was not realistic. And, um, so, you know, so he, he moved in and the first day we brought him there was really hard and he was so Mm -hmm. confused. Oh my God, his poor little innocent soul, just like leaving him there. And he was like, mommy's house. Yes. Mommy's house. And I was like, Oh Oh, my goodness. Oh yeah. (laughs) I cannot do this. And then, you know, day two, my mom and I went back and to visit him because, you know, we have the luxury of doing that with him being so close. And when we left, he started to engage in some self-injurious behavior, which for him is like, it happens but it's like probably like once every like two months like you know yeah like but it's just, a more rare occasion than a common yeah type of thing yeah yeah he's usually a little you know aggressive or elopes or this you know ritualistic yeah. ocd behavior however you want to describe it but yeah so that really stunk but you know fast forward now you know we described it to him as like matt's house and um, I was like, Matt's new house, like we really decorated his bedroom. Um, and I feel like I'm a lot more okay with it. I mean, the week he moved in, I, I mean, the next day I was so heartbroken after seeing him engage in the self-injurious behavior. I yeah. literally within an hour broke up with my boyfriend, stopped talking to everybody in my life. And I was just like tapped oh out gosh. for the week. Yeah, that, it was. That is crazy. Yeah, I feel like it took me probably until like around Christmas time to like start to get myself back together. And and I yeah. think too like his group home team being so welcoming and like communicative. Like I text his group home manager yeah. um and I can see him so like he and I have like a visitation schedule for the most part cuz he's a schedule guy. Yes. My brother. Um yeah. so I'll my see him every too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
You have to. Every... You, don't, you don't function without the schedule. But right. That's, yeah, that's you just, just not his, possible. <laughs> his way of being. And I think, it, you know, it reduces a lot of his anxiety. But so I go to see him on Sundays, which I think has been helpful for like a significant amount of time. Yeah. And then I'll see him, you know, work permitting like one day during the week to like get ice cream or something mm-hmm. or to grab dinner. Or sometimes I'll bring him to work with me, which, you know, we could talk about that later. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's been a transition. It's been tough, but I actually think overall he, I mean, I don't know, he might be happier. It's hard to gauge. He doesn't fight me going there. Um, and Which I is think good. I would think that yeah. that's already a good sign. Like for yeah. what you can or can't read, like the fact that he's not fighting right. is a good indication. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's this one staff in particular there. Um, I mean, and they're all fantastic. She just particularly, you can tell. Like I pull up in the car and she's like opens the door and is like Matthew and she's got like one of his favorite snacks in her hand and she you can tell she like really cares about him and really like loves him and knows him and yeah I love that for me I mean it is hard to hear somebody that knows him better than I do at this point yes because I I have always (laughs) yeah yeah I I know you feel the same way I have always been it's been me and Matthew like day one especially Mm -hmm. because I was ten years older than him like I started right away I was his girl everywhere everywhere we were sitting next to each other at dinner if he eloped onto a bounce house I was the one to get him off if you know I was with him at his school field trips because you know by the time he was going you were old enough to like yeah time to like go yeah yeah I think I was in college for a lot of them like it was just everything I everything we did I was I was with him I was you know so it's definitely weird to hear that somebody knows him better than I do, but it is nice knowing that somebody cares enough to know him that well. So it's like this fine line of like, I'm devastated, but I'm happy. Yeah. You know? and it's it, Oh no. I, so the, when I flew to, so I'm like a 10 hour drive from my sister or an hour and a half flight, depending on like what we do. So, okay. so I flew to see her. What month was that? So sometime within the last six months, the 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 actual month escapes me at the moment. But I was flying to see her, and I, like I had all these feelings about it because I like I just didn't know because I had not seen her basically since before she had moved in her housing because I had okay. moved. So I already had moved out of my parents' house when I got married. So we so me and her so and we were probably like a twenty minute drive from my parents at that point. So I didn't see them a whole lot in terms of like, you know, I wasn't there every day or anything. So so that I already was like, okay, I'm going to see her like once a month or once a week or whatever, family dinners, if we want to go do something, whatever. But then I moved like to Oregon. And so now it's this thing where, okay, I'm now, I have to really fly or drive in order to see her it's not just like mm-hmm. a, hey i'm good i can just i can go to family dinner tonight and right. just drive over and so i had all these feelings because not only was i moving to oregon but i had not seen them really during the pandemic i had seen them maybe like mm. towards the end and it was such a that i think which we can come back to that or talk about that now whichever but that was its own phase of like watching it happen because i wasn't with her and that was that was tough because it was like she and my parents like I had talked to them like all separately and they all were like 
there's not enough space in this house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's this thing where like, and it's funny because it's like I am very thankful I was not there because I think it would have right. been even it would just would have been worse because they there's just not enough rooms in their house in the configuration where it would make right. sense for all four of us to have like space, but it was just this hard thing to watch and so not only like could I not see them and it was hard because then she was she was having regressive behavior which is like almost everyone with a disability mm. during yeah. the pandemic have regressive behavior oh my that's, gosh yeah so that's its own thing so you know I'm watching her not do well they're trying to transition her getting ready to go to housing my parents are kind of like over it because they're working at home and dealing with her at the same time mm. i'm just witnessing it from afar yeah, okay. I, can't, I can't do anything because i don't live in the same household right so it's this thing where so i had all these feelings like going to see her because it had been so long since i've like mm. gotten interacted with her in any form without my parents and my aunt was there so like you know there was two of us but one of the hardest things when I was texting her caseworker was, she goes, do you want support staff? And I was like, I don't know. And so I told her I'll get back to her, and I had to actually think about it, because if I don't have support staff, it will change the dynamics of me interacting with her. But, right. but my problem was, I had not seen her in so long that I don't, like, if she had a meltdown, I would just be doing what I used to, right? Like, I would be kind of right, reverting to right. my old tactics, not the new her. Right. And I went, well, I do need that type of support because they know, they know her at this right. point. And if something's going to happen, like, I can't, even with my aunt, I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know. Yeah, right. so I had all these, like, very confusing feelings. See her. I see her. And then on the way home, I had also very, like, confusing feelings because mm. I was like, these people got get to spend time with her. They know her so much better. She's changed. I've changed. And I was like, I don't, I don't feel good about what happened, but I do. I don't. Right. Yeah, it's like I, they have, like, entire lives without us now. And it's like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> At one point, like. We we were each other's lives, and it's so hard to think that, like, you know, they, they experienced so many people and so many things that we'll never know about. Yeah, and and it's, yeah, it just blows my mind, because it, it's, it's so exciting, because they get to live their own lives now, but it's also very right. disheartening, because I'm like, but now I don't get to experience with you, and it, that, right. that part is so heartbreaking, because it's... That was right, so much of my life, right, is mm -hmm. experiencing things together, or you know, informing her, whatever, like, yeah, that's so integrated in how we function, and now it's, yeah, oh, that's someone else's actual job, like, that person gets right. paid to actually hang out with you, mm -hmm. but I just have to be here, yeah. Right, there, it's, it's so, so different, confusing. and you know, too, yeah. it's like, they're not gonna call you up and be like, hey, this is what I did this week, I and know, I wish. it's like, you know, I if wish. you see yeah. them, right, Matthew will, like, you know, a couple things will come out here and there. Yeah. But I really gotta. He'll tell me about a snack he had. <laughs> I'm like, "How's your day? Good or bad? Good. What'd you have to eat today? Cupcake? Yes." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no. A Angela does the same thing, except the the thing with her is, if I ask her what she ate, instead of just telling me what she ate, she will list her whole menu for the week. <laughs> so I so half the time I don't know whether she's 
eaten it or she's about to eat it or she right. ate it the previous day. So right. a lot of times when I call her, then her staff is there and then and then her staff kind of like depending on who it is, kind of help her like navigate it well, that's or great. whatever. But it it would it's helpful, but it's always funny because I would say like. Nine out of ten times, the thing that she actually ate was not in the list of things she gave me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's just reciting the. I love it. Hey, we love eat. a good yeah. menu, though. We love someone who yes. keeps track of their meals and knows what's coming. Yep, she. I knows... respect it. Yeah, like yeah, her her schedule is very much. She will recite it to me what she's gonna do next times you know like fifty <laughs> whatever the next like six things are is what she'll tell me that she's. I about love to it. Do. I love keeping track. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew, uh, there's no menu. It's just whatever is in front of him. My guy's a food stealer. And all he oh. does is, yeah, his whole, oh my gosh. So f- funny enough, I mean, um, so I recently became his legal guardian. This was okay. Tuesday. And oh, that's so recent. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. That's exciting. Really... So congratulations because that, that is. Thank you. Th- Thank that's you. That's yeah. This is something that I have like waited for for so long. I mean, I, I, I don't know why. It's just like it feels so cool that like legally we're tied forever. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I was reading the interview um, because a lawyer has to go out and interview him. Yes. Yeah. And. I'm reading her notes and she's like, um, you know, stating the questions that she asked. Mm-hmm. And she was like, individual was not concerned with questions, was concerned with food. <laughs> individual <laughs> left the area to find snacks. Individual oh. ran into another classroom to find snacks. I'm like, all right, that's my guy. Oh, um, that's but yeah. so funny. He's so, so yeah. cute. But yeah, he food steals. That's my guy. Um, yeah. When he was little in restaurants, like walking out the door. <laughs> we'd have to like hold his, his both hands you know yeah. because he'd be stealing fries off of like random people's plates oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think yeah angela she never got to that point but it was also like she it was this thing where we had to like we either prevented it early or we just trained her to not do it but what was funny was so when that was when she was much younger, right, when we are like, kind of, like, elementary school, middle school age. So by the time mm-hmm. that she was kind of, like, in her late teens, early 20s, we had gone to this buffet. And that, fortunately, we were, like, at, like, a family retreat situation where, like, every every family, like, had it, like, had someone with a disability. So everyone, like, we're okay. all on common ground. And so... Very, very neat. Yeah. And so there's this buffet. And so she just decided, I want grapes, and just grabbed it. And we're, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess she wants grapes, and it was. Fortunately, we're in that space where kind of no. Right, one cares. it's okay. Everyone's yeah. like, "That's fine." Spaces like, like that are just so nice. Yes. You feel free, and like it's okay. You can relax for a minute because yeah, she's full of grapes. Like it's cool. Yeah, like a kid can scream in the back, and everyone doesn't like. No one flinches at I all because it's just like that. no, we're just we're just here. Yeah, so so it's nice to be in community when everyone understands mm-hmm. everyone's perspective, like siblings and parents and the person, and like yeah, Those yeah. Are, are good I yeah, listen. Which, I've yeah. I've been in so many like public situations where people have made comments, and like some of them are like real genuine. Like I I took him to a diner over the weekend, and he's a loud guy. He's got okay. He, yeah, he's a very vocal guy. He just sounds like he's yodeling. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> he's 
You should wear but a yodeling outfit next time that it'll be honestly, like, you know, though. <laughs> but, and he's rocking and he's chilling. He's big yeah. too. He's, he's six foot. And okay. someone comes up and she, she was very, very nice. And she was like, you know, I, I work with kids with disabilities. Have you ever tried headphones? And I'm like, yes, we've tried headphones. Believe I've... me, he's not about them. But I mean, and, and that was a very nice scenario. But there have been times where yeah. people are like staring and are like, what is that? Or I, I think two little kids too uh, mm-hmm. little kids make comments a lot and you know no, totally fine for little kids to make comments they don't know any better yeah, they're, when they're learning right they're like and, right. and until they see someone that like Lana looks different and their parents teach them something right. they have no clue like they don't know right yeah. well what i look for in that is i i'm listening for the parents response oh to yeah. me that's oh, yeah. how are you educating your child like are yeah. you telling them like oh don't don't look at them because I, I would oh. rather you educate Let's yeah. tell them, and I think too, like, you know, especially people that don't have someone with a disability in their life, they don't know how to respond. So maybe that's a conversation that we need to be having more yes. with like, you know, I don't everybody. know, people, people <laughs> not a part of the community. Yeah. Like everybody, like, yeah. it's okay to talk about it. Like, you're, you're not going to catch it. Like, let's, you know, let's be open. Let's educate these kids and let's show them that it's not someone you should be afraid of, you yeah. know, and somebody you should welcome you know, maybe with caution, don't walk up, uh, you know, and yeah, and don't scare them or anything. Like right. You would, like, yeah. Your friends. Like, like that, that was probably a bad right. idea, but like, they're just like, like wave hello person. and it's, it's right. fine. He's like, cool. That... He might wave back. He might not. But, yeah. um, yeah, I think, and, and the weird thing about my brother is, you know, he's, his, his autism is pretty significant. I don't see anyone in the community ever like him. Like, Oh, interesting. Yeah. It is like I'll see other people like individuals with a disability, but nobody really like him. Okay. And not that you know, obviously, like everybody's different, but yes. I don't see anyone kind of on his level. And I like I always wonder about that because I'm like, have because people will look at him as if they've never seen anyone like him before. Oh, that's <laughs> interesting. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I. I mean, I have like various theories that could be why but i don't because i know that there are people not so much when they're younger when they're older they'll like move because mm-hmm. they get better support or there's like a right. situation where in a different state it's better for them because that and that's what blue i remember when i was younger when i it once i learned that every state had their own supportive services right. and everything i was like why is it different? And it it blew my mind because I was like, wait, but if there's the same person, not the same person, but if there's a person with similar disabilities that needs similar services, but the states just have different rules and regulations about right. like that, how is that? Yeah, how, yeah. How does that make strange. any sense? Well, I know New Jersey. I mean, from what I understand, is a pretty great place for individuals with disabilities. I know like services okay. are are all over the place, like. So I work for an ABA agency and like, there are so many ABA agencies in New Jersey. It's like so concentrated, like you Google ABA or any type, whatever type of Of whatever service related service you're looking for. They're everywhere. But I, and I just wonder, like, do you think people with, you know, individuals like loved ones that are on the same level as my brother are afraid to bring them out in public or they don't feel comfortable. And like, and I think us as like a, community or a society like need to look at why why that is and you know it should be a little bit a lot more accepted because I feel like I get a lot of looks Mm -hmm. sometimes like well why are you bringing him here and it's like well 
why wouldn't it's, I bring him here? And it's and it's strange too because so my sister is is lower functioning than your brother, right? And okay. it's and it's this thing where where Angela she when you see her, you kind of you kind of can like oh she has something. You can't quite like see it from like it's not like she's like in like a like an actual physical disability right state where, right like, you can Same see with him yeah her. yeah but it's this thing where I feel like people won't approach us because it's it's kind of like she's not like quote unquote normal looking enough right for it to be an issue but but I feel or at least when I was younger I feel like it's more you get more the like distance stares like oh should mm. i get near you or not and i right. and i feel those more with when i'm with her because people are kind of like do what and it's and it really only comes up if she's doing something like quote unquote bizarre right like if she's yeah. like not having a good time then it's like switch and then everyone's like oh like what's happening over okay? there yeah, yeah and that and that's the part that like i don't think that ever gets I mean, it gets old from the standpoint, but it's just like we all need to figure out some other method of of this because when you're like five years old and you see your little brother or sister and you get stared at, like you're all like you're five, you're like, hey, right. this sucks. I don't know what's happening. Right, right. whatever. Kinda, you get into like your teenage years, you're like, okay, they're just embarrassing. Like yes. you just you will feel embarrassed no matter what, and so it, it still sucks. But you're you're kind of like okay, like we're all. I'm embarrassed because of my parents and my sibling, blah, blah, blah. But as an adult, it's just, it sucks because now you're aware of how people think. Right. And that, and it sucks because even if I'm in a situation in public, or not public, but just if I'm talking like coworkers or just strangers at a store, right, and it comes up that, oh, hey, my sister has autism. It's this thing where the response, generally speaking, that I've come across is, Oh, I'm so sorry. Or right. Or like, You're like what oh, is that? That like okay, and then we switch like it switches subjects, and I'm like, I neither of those are the right response. And and someone had asked me like, hey, when that happens, what do you want them to say? And I and I said to her, I actually have no idea, because I right. I just know I what I don't want people to say, but I don't know. Right. For me yeah. personally, I want them to say nothing. I want them to treat him as if he is any other person just walking into mm. a store. That's yeah. how, like, I feel about it. And I feel like everybody's opinion on that, you know, can be different. But I would prefer, like, we not be a spectacle when we go to the store. Because I feel like for him, like, his impulse control is really low. Okay. So he's constantly trying to dart to things. And especially with this new OC, it's not new. It's it's just intensifying and, and um, yeah. becoming a lot more significant, but it's just like, he's touching things. He's, you know, got to touch his lick the wall or whatever, <laughs> like three yeah. times. Whatever. I'm like, Matt yeah. germs, come on, bud. Like, at this point, he never he's gets really, sick. His, his immunity, immune, I guess. Like, right. Yeah. His immune system is so strong from all yeah. the random things he's licked. But like, and I just feel like every aisle I walk down, like, so I have to be on top of him because he will elope in the store. Okay. Like, so lately I've been bringing um, edible reinforcers anywhere I go with him to try and work through, you know, this ritualistic behavior and okay. some of his aggression um, and just like staying on task. But he's like grabbing things. He's he's all over the place. I mean, I, you know, I can keep him, you know, pretty contained. Lately, it's been a little bit more difficult. 
but uh people are just every aisle we go down we're a spectacle so you know i try to find times in the stores like if i'm taking him to shop right i'm not going on a sunday or you know we yeah. used to go to wegman's every sunday that got to be a little bit out of out of hands because like and, and also too like you know respect some people are just like pushing through and i'm like all right you see him trying to like walk down like give him a minute um yeah. but he's also super sensitive to crying babies oh okay yes so that's, crying babies that's not helpful in any no so any now, public place really <laughs> right and that he always has had a sensitivity to crying babies but it's definitely intensified okay. um yeah i don't i don't know if it's I, I don't know. I don't know if because the environment he lives in now at the group home is like so sanitized as in like no extra noises, like everybody it's like it's oh, um tailored to him. So yeah. I don't know if like when he's out in the community now it's kinda like, oh, what is this? These people are not, you know, accommodating oh, yeah. me. <laughs> like what is this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he becomes aggressive. Um when he hears a crying baby. So like even like take like his favorite place is the park. So I mm. took him to the park Tuesday um, and I was trying out some new stuff, but like sometimes I even get nervous to walk him past like the jungle gym because, you know, you'll hear a crying child in the distance, which isn't oh, yeah. uncommon. I find myself hating crying babies. I'm like, someone make that kid stop, which yeah. is really insensitive <laughs> because if it were him crying, I'd be like, all right, everybody chill, which like, you yeah. know, I feel for the kids. And but in that moment, I'm like, somebody <laughs> turn yeah. the kid off because a, I just yeah. want to take him to the park. But I've been yeah. trying. um you know, adding in extra praise, walking swiftly past the child, and then, like, yeah. edibles during that time, probably on, like, a very, at a very high rate. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Which worked. It worked last week. It did. So that's exciting. But, yeah, so that's, like, really hard with him in public. And, you know, so I just want, I just want him to be some everybody else, you know? Yeah. And it's, and it's this weird thing, too, where I feel like, in public, and I don't think as much, well, okay, now I don't know, because I'm not with her enough at this point to, like, anything recent for me to remember, but I know that it's this heightened, like, it's like a superpower mode thing, where yes. at home, who cares, you're annoying, I'm annoying, I don't, whatever, we'll just do our right. stuff, don't don't steal my things, right, don't take my food, we can <laughs> don't, yeah. Yeah, but like in like once you get out of the car, it's just like everything turned on, all the lights switch, like mm-hmm. everything is active, and you're like, okay, like you're just yeah. There's just I think there's just things that I'm hyper aware of because because she would use to like dart and when she was mm-hmm. like really low, so I would look for things that she would like rip apart. There's mm-hmm. other times where I'm like, oh, there's a lot of people, or she's gonna run into this thing, so I would look for all these things around me, and it's like if I was in the exact same place. Without her, no, I would yeah, not care about any at of all. those yep. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere I go, I'm looking for babies. <laughs> yeah. And I, if we're in a restaurant, I know where all the exits are because you yep. have to be prepared at any moment. Um. Yeah. And you're like a superhero type, super vigilant mode. Yeah. Um. And now I find like when I'm not with him, I'm so conditioned to hearing a crying baby and being like, is everyone okay? Yeah, and like reach for him, but he's not. You know, I'm not with him, and it doesn't matter. No. And we're cool. I, mean, <laughs> I will say that, like, now that you've moved out, like that you live separately, like you do end up like unlearning it. It takes right. a little bit of time, but you do unlearn because 
I remember when I first moved out. So, so my sister, she hates cabinets that are open. Like, if you open a cabinet, <laughs> okay. you gotta close it, microwave, door, like, the whole thing. She just has right. this thing about cabinets. Um, okay, I so, like it, though. Keep the, the kitchen tidy. Yeah, and so I, like, I'm at home, we're, like, doing stuff, and then one of the cabinets is open. It doesn't even matter if I left it or my husband left it open. And then I, like, sat down with my food, and I was like... Oh man! And so I got up and closed it because my, like, I knew that I I could like hear her yelling at me to like go right. close the cabinet. And she, it's not like she's yelling, but she definitely will not let it go until someone closes right. it. And so and now I'm like I don't care. Like we, I leave stuff open all the time, and it's like okay that has passed. But it's definitely this thing where you start to learn what y- what annoys you versus what annoys them right yeah <laughs> like, that, that, it starts to becoming more clear at like over time like because if yeah since he just moved in it that's a different and you also still interact with him on a pretty like yeah weekly basis so that's also a different the the thing. one i mean no i mean there are some things that i have uh, like definitely unlearned like i was so used to so my bedroom has always been his favorite room in the house he has his own room, his own bed, his own TV, his own like <laughs> special relaxed area, but it doesn't matter. My bed, my room is his oh, spot. Funny. Yeah. So the one thing that was so weird for me when I moved into my apartment was coming home. His big thing is to take all the covers off my bed. Oh, man. Every day it had become routine for me oh, to pick the blankets up and put them back. Yeah, he would dump work. my laundry. I don't know why, oh. but yeah. So, and then, like, we had developed this routine of, like, he had to go fall asleep in my bed first, and then I'd have to wake him up and move him. So, I'm like, bro, you're not small. I, oh, And you're not a not, little boy. You're no not one, sleeping in my bed that's anymore. That's too much for anyone. Like, right. I don't. When, I mean. Yeah. When Six he was foot, really no, little, no. he used to come into my bed. Like, that was, like, we were yeah, always. But, okay. But yeah. Now, no. With two arms, like, whatever, move right. on. <laughs> I, I have pictures of him, like, showing up at my door in the middle of the night. Like, mm. really little, mad, and, like, his, like, Mario PJs. And, like, I forget what his pillowcase was. I want to say it was Lion King. Yeah. And just, like, at my door with, like, his eyes barely open. This is bed. And I'm like, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but now I'm like, boy, you are old. You have your own full size bed up there. Get up yeah. there. So you know, we started this routine of me waking him up when I was ready to go to bed, and him like, you know, doing his little dance and then going up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that's been really different for me. It's like, oh, I come home from work and my blankets are not on the floor. Everything is exactly where I left it, which is like crazy. <laughs> so crazy i'm like wow this is this is cool yeah and now if you leave a shirt on your bed you're like oh that was me like (laughs) yeah yeah i have no one i can blame now for the message (laughs) me yeah just me but yeah Uh, it's so funny no yeah there's there's so many like different yeah there's attributes that and this attributes that i have or that i've learned just inherently just due to like living with her and stuff and so yeah so Mm -hmm. So living, and it's it's interesting because even my parents, right, it's kind of this thing where now that I'm, like, away from everyone, I'm like, oh, there's stuff that my parents do that were, that was for her. There's stuff that my parents do for them. Right. And there's this stuff that I have to, like, just appease both. And then now I'm like, oh, I don't have to do any of those things. I can just be right. at peace with the world. Be yourself. 
of the things that I guess I didn't recognize until probably within the last year, maybe not even. It's basically when I started like talking to my therapist about it was like the my like friendship dynamics. Um, just because it's this thing where I feel like growing up, I had a very hard time making friends for various yeah. reasons. I've now recognized just like talking to her about various things. But one of the things that I always had problems with was people like getting empathy for my sister because it's like no one would understand what I was talking right. about. Yeah, and it's this thing where it's even my very like my very closest friends who I've been friends with for you know over ten years at this point, like they get it more. Right. And they understand more, but I, I, it's just so hard because, like, having sleepovers was, like, not an option. Having no, it wasn't. Having for dinner mm-hmm. wasn't also an option, and I was just like, oh, like, I don't know. But I would always hear everyone else talk about, oh, I went to so-and-so's house, I went to so-and-so's house, mm-hmm. like, and stuff, and I'm like, I guess I'll just be by myself. Like, and it was, it's <laughs> yeah. so sad when I, like, think about it, but it's just... Yeah, so that that's just, I, I know that's how I felt like growing up. Now it's a little bit better because it's, you know, you kind of grow right. out of certain things and you're not trying to be cool anymore. You just right. kind of yeah. do your own stuff and you're like, cool. I like this thing. I'm right. going to make friends who like that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I think that's the best part of adulthood is just being like, wait, I don't want to be cool or like anybody else. Yeah. I just like want to do my thing. Yes. Side note, <laughs> I, yeah. that is definitely like, you just don't care anymore. You're like, this is me. Yeah. Um, for me, friendship wise, I mean, growing up, Matt and I are 10 years apart. So it was like a little bit different, but Mm -hmm. he and I were so attached that if I had a friend come over, they were hanging out with Matt too. He was like, you know, so if we did a group project though, it wasn't at my house. Um, and also too, like I, you know, little triplet brothers. So for the most part, nothing was at my house. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah, just despite yeah, that's just yeah. They, yeah. It, the parents would be like, "You're you're coming to our house. Your mom's gonna yeah. take a break." Um, yeah, but no. Um, so, you know, mo- for the most part, like everyone growing up was like super accepting of him. I mean, I I think it's very rare that somebody wasn't. I do think at the time though, he was like little and cute, and like you know, mm. now he's a lot older. Um, I do. I, I don't know how some of my friends, like, I feel like they don't really see him that much anymore. I, I Actually, okay. I don't know that they see him at all anymore. Um, like, my friends that I don't work with. Um, yes. So, I don't even know if they would know how to interact with him. So, I mean, they all love and, like, support him. And they're, like, everything yeah. I talk about with him. But I do think growing up, like, especially in high school, there was just this difference between me and other people. Only because I had a single mom and there were triplet boys and one had autism. And, like, Friday nights I was babysitting. And, yeah. you know, like, I, at a young age, was responsible for little kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Matthew. And, you know, even now, like... I am his legal guardian. Like things are just different. I'm, I have always been responsible for more than just myself. And like, even though like I just became his guardian, like I have always been a huge presence in his life, you know, not because I was required to, but because I wanted to be, I wanted to be a part of everything. There's not one milestone of his or the other boy's life 
that I ever wanted to miss. So, you know, sometimes I wasn't going out or I remember once I, I went to a party mm-hmm. and I brought Easter eggs to stuff for them because it was the night before Easter. Okay. And so like everybody's like, you know, going crazy and I'm sitting in the corner stuffing Easter eggs, <laughs> but I wanted to be there. <laughs> but I mean, that's how things were definitely different. Um, But I think now, so I, you know, as I said before, work for an ABA agency and um a lot of my best friends like I work with them here so I've made a lot of my best friends through this company so my roommate that I live with now she's gonna listen to this and she's gonna be so happy that I just brought her up (laughs) um she's gonna be like oh my god you talked about me I knew it um my roommate now and I'm gonna say some nice things um and she's gonna love it um (laughs) no she's fantastic and she's like very welcoming of him and you know she's working Mm -hmm. to be a behavior analyst which is is great and I think that that's a big reason why I have allowed her to get so close to me because she is so welcoming and he he's hard and he's you know big guy and she's not scared of him and like he's allowed over whenever there's never like oh my god your brother's here like First of all, oh, if someone right, ever right. said that, yeah. the SmackDown would be happening and I'd yes. be moving out. Or they'd be no, moving out. No, I was going to be like, you would not be friends or roommates <laughs> yeah, any we're longer. Done. Like that, yeah, that, that would be that would be game over very, very fast. <laughs> right. And like, you know, her mom, I work with her mom too, who is like also super supportive. And, um, you know, our other friend that we work with, like everybody, all of my super close friends, you know, work here in our yeah. have either worked with him at some point and they they are so understanding of like knowing that I need to do what it takes to take care of him and so like when I got guardianship Tuesday was court and yeah. like at work they threw like a little party oh, and I, I brought him yeah, they had, like awesome. flowers and cupcakes yeah um, yeah and I think so too like you know every significant other that I've ever had you know a big yeah. thing that I take into consideration is Matthew. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I I remember being in a bar and I'm like, oh, like that guy wants to talk to you, and I took one look at this guy and like this is super <laughs> judgmental of me, super judgmental. So, <laughs> and I was like, he's not gonna like Matt. I'm sorry, I'm busy. <laughs> um, yeah. and that's like how I pick my you know partner that he it's like if they're not accepting of him and they're not willing to understand that. Even though as my partner, you're going to be someone that's important to me, but he will always come first. Yeah. It's not going to work out. So I currently, I I mean, not currently, I I have a partner who is very (laughs) understanding of that. He's great. He's a behavior analyst, which I do think is a big thing for me Mm -hmm. um, because he gets him. So like when I was at the park with him, he was there with me. So it's nice like to take him out in public too. Yeah. To have someone who's also ready to handle his problem behavior and jump in at any moment um yeah. and like knows what to do and it isn't like oh why is he hitting you or or why is he making that oh, sound gosh, that, yeah it's yeah. it's just so nice it's to so not hard. have to explain it to someone and I think having someone that's able to take him out in public with me and like you know he likes to go to do little kid things like he wants to go to the aquarium and the zoo but like yeah he's hard at the aquarium and the zoo but like having someone that's that very can... claustrophobic spaces too <laughs> just like i think about like when my sister used to go to the zoo and it's just like and and right they would go through it pretty fast because they would basically she would basically like walk laps around right. the zoo but it's just I can only imagine, like, if she was more fascinated in animals, that would just be much more difficult. Than right. Wa- literally walking just to zip around the zoo <laughs> as a walking path. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's just, it's really nice to have somebody that can do all of that with me and like support and talk through his problem behavior and just talk about him in general and, and gets it. I think that's, that's yeah. been a huge thing for me. And, and I think that's really, again, big with the people that are super close to me. And I, you know, I never really thought about it until right before mm-hmm. recording this podcast. Um, I saw that this was a, a topic and I was like, huh, I never really thought about that. The people that I, you know, see every single day or people that yeah. understand him. Yeah. So. And it's, and it's interesting, like the people, like anyone new that you meet, it's kind of this very like, I mean, it seems like a very high school thing, but it's true. It's like, I'm going to test waters with certain things, see how you react and then decide, are you, am I going to tell you about my sister or not? Right. Like, and it's this thing where I'm not doing it on purpose, but in my subconscious, it's just now I know, I mean, I'm a, and I'm much more tactile about it now than I was when I was younger, where I would literally only talk about her or not talk about her at all. But it's this thing now where I, I, if I'm close enough to you with certain things in general, then I'm like, okay, we can talk about this right. now. Because there's just, there's a certain level of acceptance that needs to exist as for me as a person and things that like if I'm willing to tell you this and you respond in a way that like I feel comfortable with it like okay let's talk about Angela because it's right you're gonna be at least more willing to talk about it or at least you know willing to let me finish my thought right there's just been so many situations or not so many there there's one person that I, th- I think about in particular, and I think this was just this point in time when I was telling this specific story, and she kind of just gave me this look, and it, we were in a group of people, it was just like, I happened to look in her direction, she just kind of was like, oh, okay, and I was like, right, okay, I'll, mm. I'll stop talking, and I mean, it wasn't, she wasn't being rude or anything, right, she, she's right. just all having, like, dinner or whatever, and it was just one of those things where I'm like, you know, I, it's made me really appreciate like the friends that I had that are close I like value them a lot because mm-hmm. to get to that level it's, it's so hard I mean okay it's hard for regular humans it's even right when you have another human on top of that to accept right yeah, absolutely <laughs> there's like this sense yeah. of like protectiveness too that you have yeah. with like everybody that comes into your life it's like if you're not going to treat my person well and also too what does it you know what does it say about another person if they're not willing to treat an individual with a disability well yeah. but I mean not that that's something I've come across it's more just like the willingness to understand and conversate about it yeah um, and, it, and then that's and that was a big thing when I like before I had met my husband right it's just like anyone that I liked or was like oh you could be potential or whatever it's just like if you couldn't interact with anyone that was just different from you with a general statement right because obviously like, in public school you're there's kids just with disabilities everywhere right? right so it's kind of like you just watch how they interact with them because like if you're gonna interact with like that just as like you as a person and I have issues with it clearly it's not gonna get any better from that right. point <laughs> and so it's just it's like its own filtering system because it's just it wasn't negotiable for me, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's what, one of the things that was kind of, I guess, not relatable, like, when all my friends in high school, so they're, you know, they're all dating people or they're, like, trying to figure stuff out. I'm like, I don't... I would hang out with this guy a lot, and the my problem was, like, yeah, we liked each other, but I was like, 
I don't need to bring you into this situation knowing that we're not gonna last through it. We're like, I didn't right. like him enough. We're like, we're yeah, we stay together through like college, whatever. I'm like, I like you now, but that doesn't. And even right. then, it's one of those like you get attention, so you're like, oh, I'll just. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the attention, so I'll just do whatever. I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah, and it was just it's just hard because it's like I don't I don't need to make this investment in this right. at all. And even then, when I when I was dating my husband, so at that point, so we so we started dating around right after I had gotten conservatorship, um, of okay. Angela, and so at that point right it's it's not that i was going to be it's different from your situation where like your mom is older and it's kind of like you're kind of going to be the primary person for the most part. right but for me it was more like if i if both my parents were incapacitated it would fall on right me. right but but because it's so fresh in your mind when it's happening yeah like, i was very upfront like Hey, like when my parents get older and can't take care of her, like it's gonna be me. It has to. Right. Like there's no I don't have other options, right? And so Right, yeah, you don't wanna get down the line in like your marriage or relationship and be like, Oh, this is happening. Yeah. And they're (laughs) and they're like, Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. And so we would talk about it a lot. And I probably would talked about it to an extent where I really I really need to make sure that he understood that's what the priority was for me at when it came down there. And I mean, obviously when it's super fresh, that's all I would talk about. Cause that's right. So you're signing papers, you go to court, you do the whole thing. But mm-hmm. it, it was, it, it was interesting to talk to him about it. And I'm glad that he understood it. But what was interesting was after that, then he was able to like go to this family retreat and then like work with people who had specialties and meet their whole families and stuff on like his own terms, right? Like it's right. it's not just interacting with like me, my sister, and my parents. And so him interacting with that like kind of like other subsets of families that were impacted by disability of any sort really made a difference because he could see the dynamics in how our family functions. Right? Because mm-hmm. even my family, your family, like we relate. Right. But there's still going to be differences that exist mm-hmm. even despite us being able to Oh, yeah, a absolutely. And so that helped a lot in terms of, like, how he could see how conservatorship was impacting. Because the family that he was interacting with was a single mom and I think okay. he was high school age. So he was, like, a teenager. Okay. So he was seeing, like, how... How, what the dynamic is right versus like right. where we're very i'm very fortunate where both my parents are there's they're married to each other mm-hmm. they're still at home i'm still there yeah. like it's not because that's not everyone's situation right right and that's yeah well that's i mean that's great that he was able to go out and have like his own experience i don't know that was after the two of you started dating right yes yeah so yeah i mean that's such a d- testament to like his dedication to like understanding you and like your sister and such. So like, that's really wonderful of him. And I, you know, it's, it's hard. It's a hard thing to explain if people haven't experienced it. And like, you know, like, how do you explain like, oh yeah, I was up last night. My brother set the microwave on fire and they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, but but you say it to me. I'm like, oh yeah. All right. You're like, I I literally, it's passive. It's like, oh, I, it's like, I ate Doritos for a snack. And then we just, right. like, it's, it's really That's not that big of a deal. Goes. Yeah. It's not like, people, I, I said that to someone once, they're like, oh my God, is everyone okay? I was like, yeah, like, this happens every night. Which, which is so funny, right? Because you're telling me right now, and I'm, I'm literally like, 
oh, we're still talking. <laughs> right. You're like, like, yeah, this is so normal to talk yeah. about. Right. It's like things yeah. like that every day. Like, yeah. Oh, man. That's the thing that's been like cracking me up. Like as I've been like talking more siblings to like interview and stuff, it's like, right. It's so, it fascinates me so much. And it's just like, cause we can all now just be better friends than so many people I've been friends with for like, you know, five right. years or whatever. We already just... have more in common and understand each other. Yeah, and it's just, like, the understanding of, like, the struggle is very different and real. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think, like, yeah. there's a certain level of, like, okay, facing adulthood is its own set of issues. Yeah, and oh, Lots yeah. of people can relate on that, but it's, like, you're an adult, you're navigating, like, your parent dynamics, your sibling dynamics, your sibling is changing, do you live with them, do you not, you have guardianship, okay, what happened? Like, there's all of these, like... Right nuances and like you know unlearning things relearning new things and it's mm-hmm. it's its own yeah it is it's, so it's such a weird tricky thing because when you're living with them at home and you know they're little and we're all just comfortable there and you think yep. it's gonna last forever and then reality hits and they're an adult you're an adult and you're you're both trying to figure out just what the heck is going on yeah. and the outside world i gotta say is like very not how we function inside. Mm-mm, like the outside no. world is so like I don't, and it's that's something I didn't even really realize until like now. It's just like yeah, how I grew up and like the world that we had in our house is was functioning right. We were fine, like the happy, right. and happy go lucky. Then you go to the outside world, and you're like, oh, just leave us alone. Like it's like it's so much. It's it's kind of like the um. What is it? The Cinderella shoe thing where like you have ex- you have until midnight. Right. <laughs> and it's like it's like it's like this timer where like, okay, how long are we gonna be in public at this dinner? Or like right. how long how long is this drive to this place? Or like right, it's all so much it's all very like timetable mm-hmm. oriented because it's they're only gonna last so long. Mm-hmm. We only have we are we are human capacity. <laughs> right. Emotional capacities only can only last so long too right like yeah we can't Mm. we can't fix all of it (laughs) no definitely not I mean and you know going back to the point of like the outside world is so different I remember like visiting some of my friends so I I didn't go away to college or anything like that obviously and going and visiting them and be like this is a totally different world you guys don't have like locks on the inside of your door to keep people from getting out (laughs) yep um, you don't put ca- like, lots in your cabinet so they don't steal food from your cabinet. I was like, whoa! All the yeah. knives aren't hidden, so they because he used to cut yep. his ankle this, bracelet off. Like, yep. all your like, all your all your shirts are actually like all just all over the place instead of in this one drawer where they actually belong. Right. I I remember like you know, and as much as like I wouldn't trade my experience for anything. I remember visiting some of my friends. And just being, like, so jealous at the time of how carefree they were and how, like, their only responsibility was themselves. And I remember, like, my one friend in particular, like, every time I'd visit her, I didn't want to leave because I was like, whoa, this is so cool. Like, you're only responsible for you and you get to do wherever you want. Like, can I live here? (laughs) Yeah, and live wherever you want and go wherever you want and just be what you want. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool. I wish I could do that. But, I mean at the same time like I would go home and be like oh I missed you so much I missed all of you I miss being here um so it was like yeah like the outside world and our actual reality were just so much different yeah it's 
Yeah, it it makes it it makes it interesting though. Like from uh, I think I've learned to just value. I think I think I'm valuing just observing more now mm-hmm. that I'm kind kind of like, I have the. Like the brain space to be able to go. Oh, you know what'd be really funny in this situation if my sister did this versus because before right. I would, I'm just like full on like I'm searching for everything, making sure everything's okay, and like all this stuff. And now I'm more like, yeah, that's that sucks. Okay, let's well, just <laughs> you yeah. do you do that. I'm gonna go take a nap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's it nice is to what have, it is. Yeah, and I think that's one of the nice things about. I will say that is one of the nicer things kind of like living away is that it gives me space to kind of give me the things I want to think about just because I spend so much time like thinking about my sister and like what's going to bother her and what like I can do to help and like I prioritize her so much but now I have like space to be like oh you know I should just call her and then I can do these other things I just always make sure I call her and that and having that kind of space for me is it's nice because then I can breathe and enjoy kind of my space as my space instead of right. trying to like get my parents' attention, get her attention, stop her mm-hmm. from melting down, make sure my parents don't mess things up or whatever. Right, run interference. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Interference was a big, I ran so much interference, I feel mm. like, in general. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, cool. Um, I guess as our closing question, um, are there any words of encouragement, uh, that you would like to share with our fellow siblings listening? Yeah. Um, I don't even know how to sum it all up, but I think the big, the big thing that I would say to focus on is, you know, always trust your gut when it comes to your sibling. I think that, you know, it sounds like you have a similar relationship as I do with my brother where we just get each other. And you know when something's off, you know when something's right, and to always trust your gut and, you know, with what's right for them. And I I think one thing for, like, especially, like, younger siblings, and I think this is something I would say to my siblings, is find one thing that you can share together. Um, One thing that you both really love. Like, for me and my brother, it's food. (laughs) it's food we love food we bake together we cook together we go eat together but find that one thing that you can kind of pair over because I do think you know although our relationship is super strong with our siblings Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's the case for everybody so for those that are struggling to have a relationship like find one thing that you can share together and like really drive that home and focus on that yeah and then you know build that relationship and then for those of us set set some boundaries I think I, and it sounds like you too, at some point were like super consumed with your sibling and your whole world revolves around your sibling. And like, for me, same thing, especially during COVID, my entire world revolved around him at one point. If I was mad, he was mad. Like we were one. Oh, like, like interconnected, like everywhere. And I, I actually think setting these boundaries as far as like, this is my life, this is your life, um, as painful as it was, has really strengthened our relationship and had our time together to be a lot more meaningful so yes I think that's what I would share with any sibling depending on where you are in your how your relationship dynamic is or or you know how old you guys are um you know set those boundaries find that one thing in common and really trust your gut yeah 
Cool. Well, thank you for your encouragement. And then thank you for being on the podcast. It was Yeah, fun. thanks so much yeah. for having me. This has been a really cool experience. Any, you know, platform at all to talk about, you know, my my bestie I'm here for. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Special Needs Sibling Podcast. It's definitely a tough journey being a sibling out there, so I hope you feel encouraged listening to other siblings share their stories. Here's a couple of ways you can support the podcast. Number one, tell all your friends. We definitely need listeners to listen to the show. Number two, please subscribe wherever you're listening to stay up to date on new siblings sharing their stories. Number three, you can support us on Patreon. Even a small contribution can help keep the podcast up and running. And last but not least, if you're a fellow sibling, please consider being on the show. We definitely can't keep this show going without you. Even if it seems scary getting your story out there, know that only you can tell your story and that we're all here to support you. And even if you don't want to be recorded, that's totally fine. I'd be more than happy to chat offline with any of you out there who want to continue to build this community of special needs siblings. Until next time, this is the Special Needs Sibling Podcast.